beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers, because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. Beautiful humans, welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm truly grateful for everybody that listens. Uh, man, I was saying a couple weeks ago on here, uh, maybe it was last week I said on here that we had a uh, a week where we had like 400 listens. And I was just thinking to myself, man, I don't know 400 people that listen to this show. So if you listen to this show and you found it on Instagram, TikTok, or a friend shared it, do me a favor, email me. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what the show's done for your life. I just want to know your name. Just send a little brief thing about you. It'd be awesome to just see some uh, peeps that listen uh, that I don't uh, have the pleasure of knowing yet. So if you want to email me, you can do that at ZachRippy at Yahoo.com. Z-A-C-H-R-I-P-P-E-Y at yahoo.com and if you ever have any questions or you want to talk about something that you want discussed on the show you can do that too Uh, i haven't done that before i think i tried it maybe one time and i just kind of like let it go but if anybody that listens to the show ever has a question they want to send in you can do so there Uh, we'll try to address your question on air and it'll just be a fun moment to be able to um you know have community you know what i mean so anyway Great news, guys. Hope you're having a great week of life so far. Hopefully, you're taking action, uh, what you learned on Sunday, and you're putting it into practice on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you're going to your relationship with God. And I didn't say Saturday because people don't really listen to the pod on Saturday. So I guess people don't really be, you know, um, connecting with Jesus on Saturday uh, through the podcast uh, app, at least. You know, maybe that's the day they're preparing for Sunday, they're in their devotionals and stuff like that, I think, or just worshiping big while they clean the house, that's a, that's a big one, uh, you guys do that, y'all throw on some worship music when you clean the house, let me know, ZacharyBYahoo.com, all right, uh, let's get right to it, man, exciting news, guys, I, we're gonna, today, on today's episode, we're gonna, um, not only be reading some scripture from Luke 7 and just kind of reading the Bible together, a couple stories that I read this morning that I really wanted to share and just kind of talk about it with you guys. It's been a little while since we've done that. Uh, I haven't written the episode for this one specifically. So I was like, all right, let's just kind of write down some notes about what's been going on, some good news to share with you guys, and then we'll get into the into the word of the Lord. All right. First and foremost, let's talk about this. Uh, the pressure of being a Christian video series that I put out. Um, it's not getting a lot of love on YouTube. Uh, I, I don't know. It's hard to get people to go to YouTube. It really is. I have, like I said, 400 listens in one week on the pod, but I had like 15 views on the video that I've been like pumping out there like nonstop. Like, yo, go watch the video, go watch the video, go watch the video. But that's okay. It takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, a YouTube following isn't built in uh, a year either. So I'm trying to pump it out, trying to just make more videos to be well-versed uh, with the ministry. We we already locked down the audio. Uh, we've tried to do our part on the socials. Uh, we got the book coming soon. More news about that in a few minutes. And I've been trying to do some videos just to kind of get my face out there, uh, get people that love video to find out about the ministry. And honestly, YouTube hasn't been working. But I'll tell you what has been kind of working, guys, is TikTok. Your boy like kind of enjoys the little TikTok game because 
it's easy to edit videos on there and it's fun and it's uh, you can add like whatever you want on there you can try you can add captions you can add uh, text on the top and the bottom you can add your logo to the ministry on there like it's a legit little platform so I see why the why the youngins like it not to say I I, I don't enjoy scrolling TikTok by any means I honestly hate it because it feels like um, you never know what's going to come up next. I don't like that. <laughs> I like choosing like on my Instagram. I like the explore page because I can kind of choose what I, what I, what I click on. You know, I don't like, you know, <laughs> I don't like being controlled by the talk, you know, especially Chinese TikTok. you know, but anyway, not to get too off on a rabbit trail on that one, but, uh, check us out on TikTok, man. I'm trying to get my followers up. We got a hundred on there. We got over a thousand likes already and, um, over thousands of views already on the, on the videos we've been posting. So that's been awesome. And uh, it's been really cool to see people um, enjoying the TikToks, the videos on there. It's just clips from the pod. And the pressure of being a Christian, I've been really clipping that up and putting like a, a title on there. And it's just been really fun to do. So um, thank you guys for all those that have watched and supported. We've had some comments. We've had some uh, people share it as well. So much love to you guys, man, for real. Thanks for sharing it with your friends and trying to get us out there um, in the video world now too. So things are growing, man. Things are moving. And the reason I say that is because... I am. I. I don't think I've ever been so confident that like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. If that makes sense. Like, I've always seen. I've seen the impact of the show and people coming to the Lord through the show. Um, but as far as you know, the longevity and the long term game, uh, I'm really seeing that. Man, I want to just continue doing this. There's. There's nothing that. There's never a week. I'm. Not, I'm like. <sighs> I don't really want to do the podcast, you know, <laughs> and I complain a lot. So the fact that, uh, or I get, in, uh, yeah, yes, I complain a lot, but also, uh, I get in like little things of going down. I don't know. I just, I have a lot of interest. I've explored a lot of things. I like to try different things. I've done hip hop. I've done stand up comedy, done podcast game now. Um, and I'm just kind of evolving into the ministry aspect of everything. Like with the book, I'm telling you guys, I'm so pumped about it. It is good, man. And it's good. You know, like I, I'm pumped, guys. It's good. I, like while editing, I'm reading it and I'm like, man, this is good stuff. Who wrote this? You know, like, ooh, like this is this is good. You know, there's some parts in it, of course, where you're like, oh, that's Zach Rippey right there. That's he had to say that one, you know, and that, that I think that's what makes it good, you know, because it's just it's honest, it's real, it's organic. And it's just like the show, but just in writing it, except I can edit. <laughs> I can take away the, the stupid stuff I say in the book. Uh, and it's and it's it really sharing the story. Um, let me actually read something to you guys real quick. I didn't even think about this, but I'm gonna read it to you. I'm gonna read you guys what's going to be on the back of the book. Uh, it's kind of like the summary, you know, you. So yeah, like I said, all right, let me just read it to you. All right, I'll tell you that in a second. But yeah, so I wrote this as kind of the summary. I had to come up with the back of the book because I have somebody working on the cover right now. And yeah, I'm excited. So at first I was like, do I do quotes from people? You know how people on the back of the books, they have like, oh, uh, Olivier from Sowing the Seed Podcast said this. And, then, you know, but at the same time, like when I pick up the back of the book, I'm like, what do I want to see? I don't want to see quotes from people. Like I'm picking up this book right now that's next to me called um, The Psychology of Money. And it says, everyone should own a copy, James Clearer author million copies bestseller atomic habits you know as much as that's cool because you have people that are like showing love for your book did they actually read it you never know you know what i mean so and like who reads the book before like you're telling me if all four of these people read the whole book or maybe they read a chapter that's what kind of what i did i sent a chapter off to a couple friends so maybe they did that but anyway i just wanted a little summary on the back of the book uh and i wrote one yesterday so i want to read it to you guys because i enjoyed it 
So what was supposed to be a 10-day mission trip ended up being a 21-day life-changing experience. Zach's first time traveling to preach the gospel was during a time when Uganda, Africa was coming off of two lockdowns. He shares his experience ministering to the one in front of him and his spiritual eyes being opened in a way that will impact readers for years to come. With a pregnant wife and two kids back home, Zach was stuck in Africa on the other side of the map with no telling when he would be able to return. God's plan for not only his journey, but the ministry of Subi and the people of Uganda is revealed in a way that will bring hearts closer to Christ. Humanity and their need for a savior are on full display in 21 Days in Africa. Ooh, that's good. I'm excited about that. Hopefully y'all are excited about that too. Hopefully I didn't just blow your speakers out uh, with my excitement there. We're back on the microphone. We're not uh, under a tree this time, so got to get the levels right. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man, super exciting stuff. Uh, I did some, so the book is like 95% finished. I did my final edits after I sent it to Rob. He did all his edits, sent it back to me. Then I did my edits of Rob's edits. And I was like, bro, you're supposed to be the editor. I caught a couple spots where you, where you, where I needed to edit your work, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's part of part of the game, you know? So, uh, he recommended, and I kind of came to the conclusion that I need another set of eyes on it, especially for my comma game. My comma game is weak. Uh, I splice it up a lot. Um, and I also, my hyphenated game is weak where it's like, you know, where you say like, oh, has God given abilities? Sometimes I'd be forgetting to put the little hyphen between God and given. Um, and I feel like I have the app Grammarly and they over hyphenate stuff. Like they, they think everything deserves a hyphen. And I'm like, man, I don't, I didn't realize how many hyphens exist when you read, you know? So I have to just make sure that, uh, it, it looks professional for you guys when you read it. So Super excited about that, guys. I got somebody working on the cover. I sent them the vision I have for it, and I'm really hoping that they can come up with something beautiful that uh, that would really pop out and stand out and just represent the book well. I want it to be simple. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is because I'm trying to see it first, make sure he uh, doesn't butcher it. But this guy actually worked on uh, a couple T.D. Jake books, you know, so that's a, a big-time uh, pastor in DFW. Some people say he has prosperity gospel. Some people say he's just, you know, mega church, ride around in Cadillacs and stuff like that. I don't know. My buddy Jeff DeWeird actually went to school with him and said he was a good guy. So I'll take his word for it over the internet. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, book is almost finished. We're about 95% finished. I uh, just wrote the back of it, wrote kind of like a little bit of the, you know, the bottom of it where you have like about the author. I guess I'll read that to you guys too. Maybe you guys will enjoy that. Let's see. Let me know what you think. This one I'm still kind of working on. I'm not 100% sure if I like it. Uh, I do like it, but I don't know if it's the, the one that I'm going to use. Uh, Zachariah Rippey is a writer, husband, and a father of three boys. He has explored the world of writing in hip-hop music, stand-up comedy, wedding speeches, and podcast scripts. His God-given gift has always been writing, and in 2020, he found Christ and has been glorifying him ever since. Zach was called to start I Like Birds Ministry, and in doing so, has, imp has impacted lives in his inner and outer circles of influence. He lives in Texas, where he's currently pursuing his ministry credentials simple kind of tells a little bit about my past present and future and uh shows that your boy's a husband and a, and a father of three boys and uh shows that i love writing so i think that's sums it up pretty well so much love to you guys hopefully you guys uh are excited about the book as i am i'm thinking summer i'm thinking i'm thinking june i don't know we'll see uh, i just got my vendor license to publish it on uh, barnes and noble so that's exciting 
uh, one night I just went ham guys. I just went so hard and I was up for like four hours past. I should have been up. Uh, maybe it was not long. It was like three hours, but I went to bed at like two 30 cause I was so pumped up about just knocking out things for the book. Um, and I just finished editing yesterday, sent it off to the editor that I found on Fiverr who has a lot of five star reviews, quick delivery. Uh, really want to see what she comes up with. I sent her the first three chapters and if she does good on the, on the first three, I'll send her the last, uh, five. So we're going to have eight chapters in the book guys, eight chapters. I'm thinking like 105 pages. We'll see. Uh, don't, don't fact check me or quote me on that one right there. But I did come up with an idea I kind of wanted to share with you guys. Um, I'm not 100%. I am. I'm, pr- I'm pretty 100% sure I'm going to do this because it's a great way to, you know, raise some ministry funds so that we can do a lot with this book. Um, as you guys heard on one of my last episodes on the ministry, um, I like Bird's Ministry core values and vision and stuff like that. I kind of talked to you about a plan that I had to send out like a new, uh, like an email letter. Um, a newsletter on the first of every month, you know, asking for um, a small, con- uh, small donation to contribute to basically the next project that we have in store for the ministry, whatever amount you feel led to give, you know, I'll just always recommend, you know, something small, like five, 10 bucks or something like that. Uh, so we can add it to um, the account for the ministry so that we can do stuff like pay people for an editor, pay people for the book cover and um, pay for um, an order of the book and the the book coming in in bulk so we can send it off to local churches and just send it off to people that need the book uh that would enjoy it and stuff i'm even thinking about sending it to some prisons y'all y'all with me on that i think people in prison would like the book but anyway and i don't know why i think that i just think it'd be cool because people read in prison you know and what better way to you know spread the love of christ than to put it in the hands of somebody that needs it you know so with that being said, I, I'm going to do this idea that I think is just really cool and I think would be uh, awesome for you as the supporter of the ministry and just somebody that wants to uh, have a part have a part in it that's not just reading it and purchasing the book when it's out. But I'm going to offer this thing where basically you can sponsor the book, where you can pay. We're going to do two options here. Uh, and your name will be in the back of the book uh, as one of the sponsors. Uh, we're going to do one option that's $50. Uh, let me, I wrote down some notes here. $50 that uh, will get your name in the book and, um, and or business in the book. So like if you do uh, like photography, you can have your business name in there next to your name as well as one of the sponsors. And then we're doing a $100 one where it gets your name, your business, and your website or your Instagram in bigger font as well as a signed copy of the book. Uh, when it comes out. So that's kind of an, an incentive to, you know, raise some funds and just be a part of it and help uh, get it off the ground. Uh, while also, you know, when you get the book, you know, flipping to the back and seeing your name in it, I think it'd be really cool uh, for to do that for the I Like Bird uh, supporters. Sorry, guys, somebody was calling me when I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I don't understand how that works. It's on Do Not Disturb and somebody can still call and it can still be loud. So I'm gonna definitely shut that off. Sorry about that, guys. But yeah, man. So I really would appreciate if everybody can contribute to that that wants to be a part of it. It'd be super cool, especially since we've come such a long way in these last two years. We've been talking about this, like having a book out since we started the podcast. So it's crazy. Two years later, we're actually about to have it out there. We're super close. 
Uh, and the donation, of course, goes all to the book cost, you know, everything that we're doing for it, uh, even doing like a branding thing, like basically like a promotion thing and putting it out there. We're going to have probably like a book signing event in Texas and whatnot. So we're obviously going to have to pay for uh, like food for people to come out there and do it and stuff like that. So uh, it's going to be exciting stuff, man. Who knows? I feel like ideas keep coming to me about the book. Uh, obviously, revelations from the Lord trying to, you know, get it out there. And I have big goals, man. I wrote down in my gratitude journal today <laughs> that... um that I really want to sell like 100 copies like quickly, you know, I want 100 copies to be sold quickly and then 500 and then 1000, you know, if you could sell 1000 copies of a book. Wow, you were you were in a, a small class of people of of writers, you know, and, and it's a beautiful thing, because that means you have people that will buy your next book. And that means that a publisher most likely would pick it up and put it out there even further. And I, I strongly believe this book has that potential, because I'm not talking about me. Guys, I'm talking about the people of Africa and their experiences with faith and with the Lord and what the Lord is doing there. And I'm talking about me before, during, and after going. And I'm also just bringing the light of Christ to people. And it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing because um, when I read it, I just enjoy it. You know, and that's that's the, that's the first step. You never want to think and read the book and be like, I don't like this, you know, and I make it fun. There's jokes in there. There's 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 real truths in there about what's been going on in the world and the country. And um, man, I, I share so many stories in there, guys, where where it's almost like my spiritual eyes are open. Your spiritual eyes are open and your your senses are on high alert when you travel somewhere new like that, you know, and I share every detail with you guys. And shout out Kelly um, Armani's Armani's fiance. We were just talking yesterday and she's in, um, she's in like, uh, <laughs> I think it's Rome, Europe. <laughs> I don't know, guys, I'm not good with a map, uh, but she's basically seeing all these beautiful historical places. Italy. Okay. Yeah. Italy. She's in Italy. I just got back from Italy, but, uh, she's out there and she, she posted a picture or like a little boomerang of Gigi yesterday in front of, uh, her daughter, Armani's daughter in front of, um, like one of these like really nice buildings. Right. And a bird was flying like right over her. And it was such like a, whoa, like, oh my gosh, it was so perfect. I'm telling you, it was, it was, it was gorgeous. It was, I, I was thinking screenshot the image and everything. It was incredible. And I, I DM'd her about it and we were talking for a little bit and she's like, yeah, I, I, I've gotten so many signs here. Uh, of, of, of God just revealing things to me while here. And, and I just started thinking about it. I was like, yeah, that's how he, he connects with us. Like he knows that once we're, once we're in another place and traveling and Armani loved to travel. So it's like, you know, having that to that connection, uh, and having your senses on high alert to being able to see things. And that's, that's, what's incredible about this book is that when I went there, I kind of had in mind, you know, I was like, you know, I need to write about this. And I didn't really know I was going to turn it into a book until I started experiencing some real like oh this is a spiritual story this is a spiritual experience that like you would not not to say like read about in the gospels but like pretty close you know like some some crazy stuff was happening in in, in uganda and it was the first time i've ever experienced it and i just want y'all to be able to experience what happens over there through the lens of you know me actually being uh having boots on the ground so it's first time spreading the gospel too, you know, something that we're commanded to do. And I just feel like it's, it had to be shared. And that's part of the ministry is like sharing your personal experiences with, with, with God and sharing them publicly. So I don't want to get too long winded about that, but yeah, I'd appreciate it if you guys, uh, if I make like a little flyer or, um, a post about it, um, just going ahead and sharing that for me and contributing, uh, to the funds that we're going to be raising and, and getting your name in the book. How sick would it be for your name to be in a book? As a sponsor for a book about Jesus. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's worth 50, 100 bucks. Do it 100. Come on now. 
I did the 50 for the people that are like, you know, like, all right, I'll throw a 50. You know, but the 100 are like people that are like, yeah, I want the signed copy of the book too. Hey, put my IG on there too. You know, I got a business. I got a little, I, I rap. <laughs> All right, I'm being silly, guys, but you, you guys get, you guys know me. You guys know I'm just, I'm just playing around, just having a good time over here in my RV, as I say this podcast. But yeah, man, I'm praising God in the storm. Uh, we're a few uh, days away from baby Zeke coming. Uh, haven't heard much about the house as far as electricity goes, so uh, we're riding it out, praising in the storm. Things are good. Uh, I got my gratitude journal. I've been writing in that. It's definitely been helpful. Uh, something I've been trying for the last week because, yo, last week. I just got hit with like a bag of bricks of like stress and worry. And then uh, my in-law suggested, you know, I write some stuff down and uh, focus on the good things in life. And it's definitely been helpful. So uh, especially my family today, man, I was uh, my wife is at at an appointment. She took Malachi. And so I had some time to record and I was just looking at my fridge and seeing all the little Polaroid pictures of us when we were doing the RV journey. And just like, man, like my family's just so dope. For real, man, they're just so so fun to be around and just I, I just love being a dad you know and i'm loving it more and more and more and uh just leaning into it more and it's just i watched the movie uh, we watched the movie what's it called uh king richard with will smith um being the dad of serena and venus williams and just seeing how how much he was intentional with his kids i mean he, obviously he wasn't uh I didn't like everything about his character, but just seeing how intentional he was and how much of a plan he had for their lives and just uh, being willing to to, you know, just put his all into being a father, you know, and just making sure that their their education was what it was and making sure that the morals were were great and making sure that they were just uh, focused on the things that were important and having fun as kids, but also working hard. Like it was just cool. You know, it's kind of made me think about like my role as a father and, you know, taking it more serious. I think a lot of times that we as parents were so locked in on like, can, are we providing? Are we, are we doing everything we need to? Are we, are we in a good place? Are we comfortable? Are we, are we okay? You know, that we forget that like, yo, our kids need us so much uh, and we're we're all they got, you know. So uh, I've been really enjoying my time with Malachi while my wife does a lot of appointments these last few weeks, and uh, we've really grown a, a tight bond in that time. And we've just had a lot of fun. And he's just getting bigger and more fun, and just reminds me of of Noah when he was around that age. And uh, Noah comes back this Saturday, and just super pumped for him. He just got into a house with his mom um, after they were, you know. They, it was a journey for them to move to Texas and they just got, they just purchased their home. So super excited for them. Man, I was thinking about them in church on Sunday and just a testimony of God of bringing Noah here and they're in a house before we are, you know, like that's, that's a blessing, man. That's incredible. And it's, it just shows the goodness of God when, when you're praying for something and he (laughs) praying for something for years and he comes through in a huge way, in a way that's just so surprising. And, and, and here's a little gem that, uh, that the little sign that the Lord gave me that he's got Noah. Cause that's one of my biggest prayers is always being Noah's heart, you know, cause Noah's not with me all the time, you know? So, um, I need God to do the heavy lifting, you know what I mean? So, uh, and that's the way it should be, you know, God should be the one doing it and whatnot. But, um, anyway, a little gem that he gave me is Noah has a backyard, right? A a good size backyard. He has a, they have like a little shed out there and uh, a good size shed, you know, like I think it's like a thousand square feet. So like, they're going to do a gym in there and stuff like that. And then right behind the shed guys, right behind the shed is a basketball court, like a nice one, concrete, beautiful basketball hoop that their neighbor has that they they gave permission to Noah to just play on it whenever he wants. So it's like, 
oh my gosh, like you cannot tell me that's not like the most ideal situation and setup for him going forward. And they see themselves living in there for a very long time. And it's just awesome because he's he's going to be like an hour and 15 minutes away from um, our spot that we're moving to uh, in the very near future. So it's even closer to us than he was originally, you know, uh, he's just kept getting closer and closer since they moved to Texas. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's a testimony to God's glory and God's goodness. So just want to go ahead and praise him in the storm, even though it feels like I'm in a personal storm, we're just, you know, waiting on the Lord to come through with the blessings that he has in store for us uh, as a family. And um, we're in the waiting, we're still in the waiting room, but we just found out good news. I don't think I even shared this with you guys, found out good news. Um, in the midst of me getting my gratitude journal, uh, Catherine got approved to have uh, Ezekiel as a home birth. Yes, super, super exciting about that. That was something that we we're so much so stressing. We did not want to go to the hospital. We've already paid for uh, the birthing plan that we have in store. And it's just going to be a great experience. And we're praying that we can, you know, it goes so smoothly. And um, I just got a text actually uh, when I got that phone call that um, Zeke on the final appointment, Zeke is in like good position, you know, feet's up, completely up, ready to come out. So they're predicting this week he's going to be here. So uh, very exciting stuff, guys. Thank you for all your prayers. I know we have a lot of people on here that have sent a lot of prayers about that because that was a, a big, big stress on the fam, medical issues. Uh, being gone a lot, appointments, um, exhaustion, financially, uncertainty, um, health, you know, anything health related is always a scary time. So really appreciate you guys praying on that. I definitely wanted to give you guys an update on it. Uh, and clearly, I'm going to give you another update when Zeke is here, letting you guys know everything's good. And man, God is good. I must say that God is good. Praising him in the storm. And it, it was a lesson, you know, it was a spiritual lesson. It was a test of faith during that time for sure. And I learned a lot through it. I mean, as you guys heard on the episodes, your boy was just kind of like processing it all, going through it, trying to, you know, keep speaking the name's Lord, <laughs> speaking the Lord's name over it. And um, hopefully, hopefully you guys kind of, you know, learn something from my experiences where when you go through something like that, you know how to handle it better. So uh, that's something that I hope happens for you guys as well. All right. So what else we got here on the notes? Yeah, uh, I have on here, uh, encourage people to keep coming back to God because that is the source of all life. That is the only thing, person, spirit that can change your situation. You, the hand of God can move things in such a more efficient, beautiful, quicker way than you could yourself. We always try to strong arm everything that we're dealing with. And I understand, you know, you need to take action in your faith. But a lot of times it's just surrendering it to God. And I've shared the story on a previous one about surrendering Noah uh, situation to God. And then next, like seriously, two weeks later, the most amazing thing happened. And they decided to move to Texas and surrendering everything to him. And it's, it's what the gospel is all about, all about that, you know, especially when you when you choose to follow Christ, um, picking up your cross and walking daily with him. It's a huge it's a huge thing to do. It's it's not easy by any means. But once we do it uh, over and over again, that repetition builds consistency. And once we have that consistency, we we're being transformed with that. We get that sanctification coming through. We mature in our faith. We can help others walk through it. And that's the thing. Your boy's walking through this uh, and it doesn't feel like I'm alone, but I'm I'm very not. I don't want to say isolated because I got, you know, I got fam and, and whatnot. But uh, I feel like I've been really engaged in just me and God kind of getting through this. It feels like I've been wrestling with God for a long time since being 
uh, back in Texas off of the road. And it's funny because my sister-in-law, Sharon, uh, she has a, a prophetic gift and she spoke that over me. Uh, when I kind of in the first little season that I, I got here and I was like, oh, great. And she was like, she even spoke that the spot that we were originally um, choosing to live at was not for us. And I was like, what? Like, we're, we're, we're making plans to be there. What do you mean it's not for us? She's like, I don't know. I just have this feeling that that's not where you're going to be. And then next thing you know, we're switching properties. Like, so shout out Sharon. She's, she's my, she's my bestie. So uh, she's my little sister. And it's funny because she's uh, adopted. So I always say that uh, this is just a joke. All right. I always say that uh, we're actually sisters because she doesn't have the blood of a sergeant. <laughs> so she doesn't have the like the, the blood of my wife. So therefore, it's like we're, me and her are sisters, you know. So I don't know. It was, it was it's, it's a funny joke uh, that that I, I really believe is uh, connects us in some some kind of way, you know. And, that's, you know, here's the thing, too, is like she's she's African. She's Ugandan, you know. So it's like. Me, me writing that book was like very powerful because, um, I don't know, man, it's, 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 it's incredible that, that they adopted, uh, the kids and, uh, me and Sharon formed a tight bond. Me, Juliet, uh, is the other sister here and her and I, uh, she was actually the first person that I told that I was going to marry Catherine. I came here and I was like, Hey, I'm a Mary, I'm a Mary Catherine. And she was like quiet and low key. And, uh, she's like, okay. <laughs> You know, like just so, so like I was, I knew she didn't say anything, but I, I told her, you know, she was the only person, Juliet was actually the only person that kind of like was cool with me from the beginning, you know, and, and, uh, in, in a way that was like, oh, okay. Like I, I don't have to like impress her. I don't have to like, you know, she, she just accepted me from the jump. You know what I mean? So, uh, it was just cool to have that kind of connection with them, uh, the Ugandans and then going over to Uganda and actually, you know seeing lots of Ugandans and writing about it and just experiencing that. So I'm super pumped about this book, guys, as you can tell. So, ooh, man, who would have thought your boy have a book? So yeah, man, uh, encourage people to keep coming back to God. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to read some some scripture for you guys. And uh, I really want to talk about this, uh, just share it with you guys. We're going to be in Luke 7. The, um, the It's called the Centurion's Faith. A centurion is kind of like a... A, a military official like a like a lieutenant in the military right so uh, let's read right here it says when when he had concluded when jesus had concluded saying all this to the people who were listening he entered capernaum a centurion servant who was highly valued by him was sick and about to die so basically the roman uh, the soldier's servant was about to die when the centurion heard about jesus he sent some jewish elders to him requesting him to come and save the life of his servant when they reached jesus they pleaded with him earnestly saying he is worthy for you to grant this because he loves our nation and he has built us a synagogue. Jesus went with them and when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to tell him, Lord, don't trouble yourself since I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. That is why I didn't even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under my command. I say to this one, go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it jesus heard this and was amazed at him and turning to the crowd following him he said i tell you i have not found so great a faith even in israel when those who had been sent returned to the house they found the servant in good health so what this little story shows us here i, I underline this part where it says but say the word and my servant will be healed healed 
For I too am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under my command. I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. So it basically shows us this guy had so much faith because he understood, he understood what authority looked like. He understood what the power of a word does, especially from the creator of the world, the God of the universe. The world was created from the word of God, right? So the fact that this man had so much faith and, and he, I love how he humble, he was so humble and like he wasn't, um, even though he was like, you know, in the public perception viewed as probably somebody of great respect as, you know, a soldier that had servants and he had authority, he still was humble enough to realize that like, yo, I'm not even worthy for you to come into my house, Jesus. Like you can do it from where you're at. You know, you can just say the word and, and, and boom, you're done. So like, we got to remember that when we're praying that like Jesus can literally just do something for you, like at the snap of a finger at the, at the, at the, the word of the Lord, you know, and, and that's why we got to live in the promises and not live in the evidence of Christ. You know, like we know the promises, we have his word, we have to live in that. And he has all authority, you know, he has all authority on heaven and earth. And this is at the time when that was, hasn't even really been said, but this guy knew it, you know, so shout out to that guy, the centurion's faith. All right, let's read the story about a widow's son raised to life. Afterward, he was on his way to a town called Nian. So G keep in mind, Jesus is on the move. All right, my guy is trying to spread the gospel right here. All right, he's on the move. His disciples and a large crowd were traveling with him. My guy rode deep. He rode heavy. He had a crew. Just as he neared the gate of the town, a dead man was being carried out. Dang, a dead man was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the city was also with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said, Don't weep. Then he came up and touched the open coffin, and the pallbearer stopped, and he said, Young man, I tell you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Then fear came over everyone and they glorified God saying a great prophet has risen among us and God had vis God has visited his people this report about him went throughout Judea and all the vicinity all right so what I underline here uh, when Jesus saw her he had compassion on her and this really reminded me of a teaching that I heard from uh, Lisa Schwartz uh, who's a local uh, powerhouse speaker and uh, author herself. We had her on the pod um, right before we went to Africa. Go check out that episode. She's she's great. Uh, she she kind of spoke this about Jesus always had compassion for people, but he never had empathy for people. Meaning, you know, the world wants you to be so empathetic. Oh, pity me. Look at me. Oh, I, I'm not. I'm not this. I'm not that. Uh, like I'm oppressed. I'm. Oh man, people mistreat. You know, it's like. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have, you know, done all that. But at the same time, it's true. It's like the world wants you to be so empathetic to them and like what they got going through. And even even like, you know, and I understand that, you know, I'll be like, you know, sharing some stuff with you guys about life and stuff. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you just want somebody to be like, oh, it's going to be OK. You know, it's like if we're human, you know, a lot of people want empathy, but Jesus never gave empathy. He always gave compassion. So he never let you like. He let you be in the pit and he would get in the pit with you, but he pulled you out of the pit. He didn't get in the pit with you and be like, oh, like, let's stay here. Yeah, this is it's tough. You know, what did he say? What did Jesus say? He said, don't weep. I'm like, don't weep. I got you. And then he did what he did. Right. Remember that. Remember that when you're going through the storm. 
And another thing I underlined, then uh, as soon as the dead man sat up and began to speak, Jesus gave him to his mother. And then fear came over everyone, which is interesting. Fear. So interesting word they use right there. And then they glorified God. Right. So remember that when you get fearful, what are you going to do? Are you going to live in that fear? Are you going to live in that pit? Are you going to live, live in that uh, fear and I need empathy uh, vibe? Or are you going to glorify God through your fear and turn your fear into faith? I'm reading a book before bed every night. It's called Putting an X Through Anxiety. And uh, I found the book at a Christian bookstore. It talks about, you know, uh, this guy, this author, he basically overcame uh, his anxiety through praising, through through worship. And I'm on, you know, I'm on chapter three right now, no bigs, but... Um, I haven't finished it yet, but it seems as if he's from, from the first three chapters I read, he's talking a lot about overcoming the things that you're struggling with through just keeping your eyes on the thing that you have to praise. The only thing that is good. The only thing that is good news is Jesus. You know, like your world could be falling apart, but if you, if you know his word and you know what his word says, you know what he already did for you. You know what is to come like, cause he tells us what's to come. Like we're good. Like, keep your eyes and focus on that. So a lot of my gratitude journaling involves me talking about truths that I know Jesus has told us. And that's why I said earlier, live in the promises. Don't live in live looking for evidence. Right. We already know what, what his word is for our lives. So, yeah, man, I wanted to just share those two stories with you guys uh, just because I enjoyed them this morning. It really put some um, some hope in my heart and some perspective in mind about um, just what we're supposed to be doing even when things aren't going our way because things are not going to go our way listen to my series the pressure of being a christian part one two and three are out right now and i'm about to drop part four this week at some point and a lot of it a lot of the pressure it comes from um their four perspectives so just check it out for me guys i really want you guys to see it and share it and just enjoy it um i actually made an episode about it so the people that don't you know like videos i'm going to drop the episode soon as well probably when zeke is here just so uh, it gives kind of like a, a filler episode uh, when I don't have time to record. So be on the lookout for that. If you don't want to watch the videos, I understand it. there will be an episode about it. And also uh, be on the lookout for the for the book um, donation sponsorship idea that we have. Obviously, I don't have the, the verbiage down correctly yet. I'm still working on the idea. I just wanted to kind of share it with you guys originally. Uh, we're going to be doing it through ilikebirdsministry.com, of course, where you can donate and support through there. Um, if you want to go ahead and get a shirt, we're actually, uh, got some great news. I'll share this news too. My buddy Jake, uh, is going to sponsor the show as well, uh, during a golf tournament that's coming up. He did it last year and he had the season one shirts and this year he's going to be wearing season two shirts, baby. So you'll probably be seeing that shortly on socials and stuff like that. And we're going to send him some cards this week, probably today, actually, so he can pass them out and put them in people's golf bags and just uh, spread the show that way. Last time he got a bunch of people to, you know, come get shirts and just support the ministry and, and follow along and show love. So Jake Roche, much love to you, brother. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who's been so supportive of the show over the last two years, man. We're coming up on our two year anniversary in May and uh, we, we're, we're about to have a book out, guys. So uh, be on the lookout for 21 Days in Africa and much love to you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode. I uh, hope you have a blessed week of life. In Jesus name I pray. Amen.